And here we go. Thank you for, for listening and tuning in. So I asked you guys um, a couple days ago on Instagram to send in your favorite Thanksgiving movies. And I would share them before the episode actually started. This is the pro the 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 prologue? The prelogue. The prologue is after the movie. Or is the prologue before the movie? Fuck, Patrick, you should know this. Point is, this is the little start, this is a little teaser before the episode starts. But I asked you guys to send in your top five Thanksgiving movies. And these can be movies that are set actually during Thanksgiving, or they can just be movies that you like to watch on Thanksgiving. Either one works. I want to give you guys a range to share your opinions. So I'm going to read yours now, again live, because I don't like reading these beforehand and ruining the surprise reaction. Um, first response, planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, I love that. That's a great pick. That's a fucking great pick. Uh, another one is home videos. Oh, I don't know that movie. <laughs> Home videos, that's really sweet. You just plug in, like, your old home videos? God, that's adorable. I wish I had some of those. I don't think I have any home videos. At least, my, I don't think my parents have any home videos. Remind me, when I have children, to take a lot of home videos. Because I think videos capture a lot more than photos. Wow, that's nice. Um, the next one is The Shining. <laughs> that is... I wonder if that actually takes place over Thanksgiving. No, I mean, it's in the wintertime, but it's probably like December. There's no holiday during that movie, or at least no mention of a holiday. But it's definitely in the wintertime, but they're also in, I think they're in Colorado. Yeah, I think the movie takes place in Colorado. So I guess it, I mean, it snows a lot there, so it could be any time. I, I, I'm, I, in my mind, in my mind, The Shining is set over Thanksgiving, and they're going crazy because someone burnt the fucking turkey. God, The Shining. So, you Cujo? The next pick is Cujo? <laughs> Cujo is a great Thanksgiving movie. Who doesn't love a movie about a rabid dog? A rabid dog? A dog with rabies. Cujo's the shit. Wow, someone's on a Stephen, a Stephen King kick here. Citizen Kane? What the fuck kind of movies are you watching on Thanksgiving? Oh my god! But also great picks. The Shining, Cujo, and Citizen Kane. That's a day worth of depression right there. That is that is a sad that's a sad movie day. That is also but also Citizen Kane is set in the wintertime. Part of it is at least. Maybe it could cover Thanksgiving. I think I think that, that fits. I like it. Um oh I like this one. Someone said Star Wars, all of them but out of order. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, you insane human being. You insane human. This is my stance, okay? You can watch the three originals. You can watch the three prequels. And you can watch The Force Awakens. And that's it. I think we should maybe not watch the two most recent ones. We can skip those. I say watch watch the three OGs. Watch the three prequels. And maybe if you have time, you can watch The Force Awakens. But you don't need to. I do like The Force Awakens. It has a nice spot in my heart. But definitely the first six, watch those, okay? I agree. Um, another one is Elf. Don't at me. It's a Thanksgiving movie too. <laughs> yeah, I like Elf. I'm okay with that. 
I think it's really sweet that you watch Elf. You can watch Elf at any time, and I'd be so okay with that. You can watch Elf in, in Christmas time, and I'd be so okay with that. Did you know, fun fact, that Elf, the director is John Favreau, who also directed the first Iron Man, as well as um, The Lion King, the new Lion King live-action movie, as well as like a bunch of other things, like Swingers, not Swingers, sorry, that he was in, he wrote Swingers, he wasn't in Swingers, but he also did like The Jungle Book, he's the one who created The Mandalorian, hmm? So he's a talented man, John Favreau. Um, someone else said, uh, Christmas movies only. Christmas movies only. You only watch Christmas movies during Thanksgiving. I'm okay with that. Get in the season. Get in the mood. I mean, I've already started listening to Christmas music. Why am I mumbling my words? I've already started listening to Christmas music. So I don't blame you for already jumping into Christmas movies. Fucking go ham. Um, next one is a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Is that a movie? Are we counting that as a movie? Or is that like a short special? Because that's like 30 minutes. I don't want to. I don't want to call that a movie because it's not a movie. But for the sake of how broad I left this, I'm going to count that. I like that too. I do watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, but it's really shitty because this year they're not showing it on TV because Apple bought the rights to all of the Charlie Brown specials. So now they're only on Apple TV. So you can't watch them unless you get Apple TV, which kind of sucks because I always liked. I always like sitting down and, and watching the Charlie Brown specials on TV with my family. And I'm not going to get Apple TV. I'm not going to buy that subscription. I just There's not a lot of content on there that I actually want to watch. Uh, moving on. Um, oh, our final one is Adam's Family Values. Never seen it. True story. Never seen it. I hope it's a good movie. I'm not sure if... I, I, I have no idea... If it's actually a movie set during Thanksgiving, or if you just watch it on Thanksgiving. But I like your pick, and I like you. (laughs) Thanks for sharing, guys. Thanks for giving me your top five picks. And uh, please enjoy the rest of this episode. It's just me hanging out, chatting about the thing I love to chat about most, which is film. All right, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Enjoy the episode. And now, our feature presentation. Oh, and my glasses are dirty. Look at that. I got smudges on my glasses. I'll clean them later. That's going to distract me. It's okay. I have a story. <laughs> I have a story I wanted to, to share with you guys. That doesn't sound exciting. I can boost this up a little bit. <clears throat> Let me get some more excitement behind this. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a special news report. A story on love, loss, and heartbreak. Brought to you by Patrick Chamberlain Hardy. I I need to put the background noise in there. (laughs) A special live news broadcast report brought to you by Top 5 News. Please tune in. Oh my goodness. But, okay. The actual story um, is... And this this is just sweet. And it is about love. Which is already sappy. But it's Thanksgiving, so... That's the time to be sappy. I, uh, my roommate's niece was over, um, last night. And she's, oh god, I'm so bad at guessing ages of children. Or ages of anyone. She's maybe six. Maybe six, five, five, six, seven. 
8, 9, 10, 11. She's a young age. Very, very young. Um, and she came over because my roommate was looking after her. And they were doing some baking. Um, and she asked if I wanted to play with her dolls. And I was like, fuck yes, I do. <laughs> that sounds so much fun. I haven't played with toys in a long time. And we're playing dolls. And and we're talking about... Um, like, like the somehow the topic of dating came up. Whether like I was playing with a doll and she was like, "Oh, she's she's in a relation, she's married. My doll is dating," or something like that. Somehow the dolls were in a relationship, and we we're playing, and she stops playing, and and she looks at me, this small girl, and we're on the floor, just 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 playing with these this whole imaginary world and it's so wonderful to use your imagination and she stops and she gets all serious and she's like you know i have a boyfriend and i'm like you you have a boyfriend what how you are dating someone she's like yes i am i'm in a relationship and i was like well what's his name she said <laughs> she said his name is chase and he breaks my heart and then she promptly did a cartoon feint where she put the back of her hand up to her forehead and actually dropped and then spread out on the ground and was like, oh my goodness, he, he breaks my heart. My heart is broken. And I was like, oh no, what did he do? And she's like, nothing. He's just, he's, he's so wonderful. <laughs> and she's, she keeps saying, he breaks my heart. Oh, Chase. And, I, and this is the good part. I was like, wow, is is Chase cute? And she sits up and she looks at me and she says, he's not cute. He's awesome. And I I, I wanted to cry. Because <laughs> it was like, it was the sweetest form of just innocent love. I think I did. And I know I'm putting so much weight into this. Fucking give me a break, okay? I know she's like six. But, like, it was just that, it was just that complete open emotion of, like, he's not just cute. He's awesome. Isn't that a great word to describe someone? They're awesome. They're not just attractive. They're awesome. They're, I'm, I'm filled with awe when I'm around them. That's, that just made me so happy. And it just, like, made, and I had, like, just a long week at work. And I ended it with this, like, this small child just summing up love in such a wonderful way. He's awesome. <laughs> Welcome to Top 5, folks. <laughs> if this is your first episode, <laughs> this is either you love it or you fucking hate it. Oh, well, I love you no matter what. Buckle up, guys. This is Top 5. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so this so in in show business, I don't want to say in show business. In general um, content creation, I believe in a scheme, not a scheme, but a setup where I do an episode for you guys and I do an episode for me. That doesn't mean that I don't love all the episodes I make, 
because I love every single episode of Top 5 as if it were my own child. But some of them I make knowing that a lot of people may not actually listen to it, but I find a lot of joy talking about it. And that's what this episode is. This is Top 5 Thanksgiving Movies. And I thought this up because, A, first off, let's be honest, the Thanksgiving movies, like, don't, that genre doesn't really exist. It's usually a blend of, if the movie has Thanksgiving in it, it's usually a blend of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Or, like, or Thanksgiving is just kind of, like, tucked into the plot. It's not about Thanksgiving. It was really hard to find a movie that's solely about the day of thanks. <laughs> but I found I found a couple, I found five, as in the name of the show, that I thought were good Thanksgiving movies. Now, um, I don't think these are picks for the masses. <laughs> some of them are, but some of them are very niche to my taste and are very obscure because I had to do some digging here. Um, and I would also clarify this, not only as top five Thanksgiving movies, as in movies that, that just, that just take place on Thanksgiving, but also maybe movies that I would like to watch on Thanksgiving. At the start of the episode, I shared, um, your movies, and when I asked you to share movies, I said, um, movies about Thanksgiving, or movies you would like to watch on Thanksgiving, I'm gonna keep my list um, solely to movies about Thanksgiving or have Thanksgiving involved in them. And these are movies that I do like. I didn't just like pick five movies to make a list. These are movies that I do actually enjoy quite a bit. So I'm pumped to share them with you. Um, I'm, I'm sitting at my desk here. Um, yeah, I have a desk. <laughs> I'm a man. I have a desk. You know, that's, that's, that's the true sign of adulthood right there. Is having a desk. A desk. I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> okay. Um, I also want to note that I will not be posting an episode um, the Monday after Thanksgiving. I'm just going to take the time to... I am going to see my parents. Just me and my ma and my pa. We usually have a bit of a bigger gathering, but naturally due to COVID... Oh, Jesus, it's the COVID. And since we're like back on, Minnesota's like back on lockdown now. Not as thoroughly as it was at like the start of this pandemic, which is fucking stupid because our cases are skyrocketing than ever before. But we're on like half quarantine. So we're just being a bit more serious. And it's just going to be me and my mom and my dad um, having a little get together on Thanksgiving Day. But I'll be taking the next Monday off. Just because I usually record episodes a week before, like the week of the air date. So I'm going to take next Monday off um, just to have some me time and to refresh the creative juices. And then we're back into it. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We're all good to go. Um, so I'm taking a week off, just so you know. So savor this episode. <laughs> savor it like you would. Maybe listen to this with your family. Gather around, all ye wholesome people. And listen to my top five Thanksgiving movies. All right. My number five um, uh, is a movie called Krisha, <laughs> which I'm knowing for a fact that a lot of you are like, what the fuck is that movie? Um, 
And when I tell you that, so I, I, this is Trey Edward Schultz directorial debut, uh, debut, who I think a lot of you may know him from the movie Waves, which was a movie that came out last year, um, or 2019, yeah, last year, which I really fucking loved. Um, and then he did a horror movie called It Comes at Night, if you guys watched that. It's kind of about zombies, but like not really, but they're all really good. All, he has only three films, Krisha, It Comes at Night, and Waves, and I love all three of them equally. But Krisha is essentially about um, an addict mom who abandoned her family a long time ago and decides to reunite with them years later on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so if you want to feel better about your tense family time during Thanksgiving, maybe watch this movie. <laughs> it's so good. And it, 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 like, it hurts. That's how good it is. It's a movie that hurts because she... So the, the main character's name is, is Krisha, and she's the mother... And, and she's estranged from her family for, for many, many years. And, and her son, Trey, was, was practically um, raised by her sister, Krisha's sister. So it, she, and mainly because of her, 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 her alcohol and drug abuse is why she had to leave the family or was pushed out. It's a whole bunch of plot lines I don't want to give away. But she comes back for Thanksgiving to spend Thanksgiving with them. And, and naturally, some chaos ensues. I do love this movie. Uh, maybe don't watch it with... <laughs> don't, I mean, it's not a family movie, okay? It's not a movie you're going to sit down with. This one's for me. This pick is, is one that I like. So if, you, if you're just like, oh, my, my parents keep asking, asking me if, if I'm dating anyone yet, picture having this fucking Thanksgiving. Picture that shit. God, this movie's so good, though. I mean, it's it's literally set in like a day. It's one of those. Um, I don't want to call it um, live action movies because that's not what it is. It's I forget the terminology, but it's where the time of the movie um, coexists within the time of the day. Um, where like every minute that you're watching the film is a minute in that day. So it's like over a two hour span. Even though I think that there are some jumps, so maybe it's two hours over twenty four hours. So maybe I'm. Maybe it's not that accurate, but it's over a short period of time in this one day of Thanksgiving, and I think it's a really great movie. Um, I'm not sure where you could find it. I think it was on Netflix for a long time, so if you want to look it up there, you can, but I would recommend Krisha as my number five for um, Thanksgiving movies. And also, really, go check out Trey Edward Schultz, who's the director, because Waves, Waves is really fucking good, and if you, and I, I don't like connecting these two because I think they're very opposite in other ways but if you like Euphoria for example I would go watch Waves because they're both about I mean just being confused as a teen in the modern era with drugs sex family pressures the whole rigmarole so definitely check out Waves but first watch Krisha because it's Thanksgiving um so that's that's <laughs> that's that's my number five. My number four is definitely more apropos for Thanksgiving, and I'm sure a lot of you have actually watched this, and it's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed. 
and some get <laughs> Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Which is such, such a good Thanksgiving movie. I mean, it's Steve Martin, it's John Candy, rest in peace to that beautiful man. And it's a John Hughes movie. So, I mean, I, I know, I know for a fact that you all know who John Hughes is. Maybe not by name, but if I just list off a couple movies that John Hughes has made, I think you'd probably, I mean, understand this man and his talent. So, John Hughes did like 16 Candles. He did The Breakfast Club. Club. Uh, he did Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You know, uh, Uncle Buck, all this stuff. I mean, you you know John Hughes. I know you do. So I would watch uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And this is also a movie that, that if you need a movie to watch with your family, this is the movie. Krisha, maybe don't. Maybe watch that on like when you're just like a late night to yourself. When you're trying to like calm down after a stressful day. I, I have a thing called... I, I can't believe I'm still talking about Krisha, even though I just moved past that. I'm sorry, but I'm on a tangent here. I have a thing called a thriller theory. That's a poor name. I should rename it. But whenever I'm in a stressful situation, like let's say uh, during college when I'm taking finals, I would always watch horror movies or thriller movies to make me feel better about my situation. So like, oh my God... I have, like, uh, two papers to write and a test by Friday. But, hey, look at this dude getting cut in half in this movie. At least I'm not him. <laughs> so that helps me. So if you have a stressful Thanksgiving, maybe watch a movie about someone who has a more stressful Thanksgiving. And then you will feel better about your situation. I'm going back to Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. This is a movie that you should watch with your parents. Because this is a parent movie. This is a dad movie. I know every dad is like, oh my god, I love planes, trains, and automobiles. It's just about two dudes who are trying to get back in time for Thanksgiving. Well, Steve Martin's trying to get back in time for Thanksgiving with his family. And then John Candy, the old troublemaker, jumps on the back end. And, and again, chaos ensues. Isn't that wholesome? Isn't that great? I would watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles as my number four for um, Thanksgiving movies. All right, my number three um, is, I think, maybe the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, I said that. I think it may be the greatest movie of all fucking time. It's Paul Bart. Paul, I already fucked up the name. God damn it. Look at me. I, already, I just ruined that bit. It's Paul Blart's Mall Cop. Yes, this is a Thanksgiving movie. You bet your ass it is. Thanksgiving happens during the movie, and the main heist happens during Black Friday. This is even better. It's a Thanksgiving movie, and it's a Black Friday movie. That's like a fucking two-in-one right there. You just hit the jackpot. Ding, ding, ding. The money is yours. You know what? Triple jackpot? It's Kevin James. Enough said. It's Kevin James on a fucking Segway. I remember when this movie came out in, like, what, 2009? I thought it was the dumbest shit. I think I was working at AMC Theaters when this movie came out. 
And I was like, ugh, another cash grab by Kevin James. And yeah, that's what it is. I mean, it's not a it's it's not actually like a good movie, but it's a great movie. <laughs> I should do like a top five reasons Paul Blart Paul it's so hard to say. Top five do they, do they do that on purpose? Paul Blart. Top five reasons Paul Blart is a masterpiece. I'd be okay. Except it fucking has what's what's her fucking name? Um who's the girl? In this movie, who plays um, the daughter? Oh, Rainy Rodriguez. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck Rainy Rodriguez. Oh my god. I she I she's the funniest. I I think she's the funniest meme. I like I I every time she was she was in that Disney Channel series Austin and Alley, and I don't know what it is. But like what she she's the funniest fucking meme of all time. Just anything with I think it's Rainy. I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing that name. Rainy Rodriguez. It's the, she's just the funniest shit. Whenever I see her on screen, I think of that Quinceañera song. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to play it. Oh my god. That's that's incredible. All right. So yeah. My number 3 is Paul Blart Mall Cop. Again, here if you if you are looking for a movie to watch with kids, this is it. There we go. Look at that. I'm I'm checking all the boxes here. Krisha's for yourself. Planes, trains and automobiles are for with your parents. Paul Blart Mall Cop is for your kids. Oh my god, and I have the perfect ones for the other two. Okay, this is this is great. I love how I'm categorizing this. I love structure and order. So, number three is Paul Blart, Le Mall Cop. All right, number two um, is, uh, this one is, is another obscure one, but I like this movie regardless of how you feel about the director because he's in some dicey water. But it's a movie called Hannah and Her Sisters, Directed by Woody Allen. Oh, Jesus. Woody Allen. You know what? He's he's an interesting man. I'm not going to go into that because that's neither... It, it is here nor there. It, it is here and there. It's both of those things. But I'm going to stick just to talking about the movie rather than Woody Allen's personal life, which is odd. But Hannah and Her Sisters is essentially about Hannah and her two sisters... Um, and it is set over a time span of three Thanksgivings. See, there we go. It's set over a time span of three Thanksgivings, and it I just think it, it puts a, a really nice light on the stressors that come with returning to your family during Thanksgiving and, and explaining where you are with work, trying to look perfect in front of your family, discussing um, new changes in your life, your love life, um, really everything going on. It, it, I, I think Thanksgivings are, are an underrated, stressful time for a lot of people, and I think this movie really captures it nicely. Just it, it's, it's a comedy, which is good, but it's also a drama. But I, I just think it, it's these intertwined stories of this extended family 
and just trying I, I i i don't know how to explain this but it's like it trying to justify yourself to your family to your loved ones explaining explain to your partner um when you bring them back for thanksgiving and and the whole family introduction and and the whole and, and the, like the cast is incredible in this movie. All right, I'm just gonna say that right now. It's it's Carrie Fisher, it's uh, fucking Max von Sydow. I mean, you've got Richard Jenkins, you've got Louis Black, you've got John Turturro, Julia Louis Dreyfus, of course, Woody Allen's in the movie. I mean, you got Mia Farrow, you got Michael Caine. I mean, this movie is is Diane West, Daniel Stein. This movie is stacked, and is is really funny. Um, and it it means a lot to me. Um, just cause there's a stupid, mo- it's not stupid. It's a really good monologue. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a monologue in this movie by Woody Allen because what, what, what Woody Allen movie is, is full without a monologue by Woody Allen. You always fucking need one. He's always got to have a fucking monologue talking about, oh, well, you know what life, I can't do a Woody Allen impression. I wish I could, but he has a monologue in the middle of the movie where he talks about how he was almost going to kill himself. I swear this is a comedy. Stay with me. He talks about how he was almost going to kill himself and he puts a gun up to his forehead and his hand slips and the gun fires over his shoulder and he's startled and he's shocked because he almost shot himself in the face and he leaves in a panic to walk because he almost just killed himself and he's walking in New York, all around, and he's questioning life, and where he's at, and his love life, and his work life, and what's going on, and he stumbles upon a theater, and he goes into the theater, and he sits down, and he's watching a movie, um, and the movie Duck Soup is playing, if I recall correctly, which is a Groucho Marx movie that my dad used to show me a lot as a kid, and if you don't know Groucho Marx, just picture black and white slapstick, like these these guys were pivotal in every single comedy you see today it's thanks to Groucho Marx and the Marx brothers so duck soup duck soup is in the movie theater and he's watching it and he's watching this movie and it, he's kind of just realizing how kind of wonderful life is if you just let it happen to you if you take the time to realize its beauty and all of its surroundings and all of its chaos and all of its community how shitty it would how shitty it would be to miss that? And you know, I'm I'm watching these people up on the screen, and I started getting hooked on the film, you know, and I started to feel, how can you even think of killing yourself? I mean, isn't it so stupid? I mean, look at all the people up there on the screen. You know, they're real funny, and and what if the worst is true? What if there's no God, and you only go around once, and that's it? Well, you know, don't you want to be part of the experience? You know, what the hell, it, it's not all a drag. And I'm thinking to myself, geez, I should stop ruining my life searching for answers I'm never going to get and just enjoy it while it lasts. And, you know, after, who knows? I mean, you know, maybe there is something. Nobody really knows. Yeah, I, know, I know maybe is a very slim read to hang your whole life on, but that's the best we have. And then I started to sit back and I actually began to enjoy myself. To, to miss in the the game of all this and i i think i've always viewed life as as a game 
not not in the derogatory sense of like, oh, nothing matters, because that's not true. I mean, I think a lot of things matter in life, but I've I've always viewed it as a game, as in there's there's always there's always room for play. I think Robert Williams said that there's always always make room for play in life. Have fun with it and and experiment with it, because I mean, the, the life is like. It's like you're playing on a board game and you don't have to follow the structure of the board that's set up in front of you. You could do, you know, roll three dice, move three pieces ahead, roll four, roll a four and move four pieces ahead. Or you could fucking roll an 86 and jump two to the left, one up, down, BA select square, turn around, do a double 360... And jump over the moon. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You don't have to play by the board game. Just have some fun. I don't, I'm don't. i on a fucking tangent. Jesus fucking Christ, Patrick. Oh my God. Wow. It's early. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> but Hannah and her sisters. I think it's just a really wonderful movie. for uh, At least for my age. This is a good movie to watch with a significant other. See how I'm, I'm, I'm having a movie for everyone. I think... For your partner, um, the person you're dating or maybe just got engaged to or married to, this is the movie I would watch with them over over Thanksgiving. Especially if you're my age. Especially if you're my age. I mean, if you're 24 and you're just starting to kind of cement yourself. You don't have to be... I've talked about this before. You don't need to be cemented right now. But if you're on the track right now to... Settling into a job that you foresee yourself staying for a while and finding out what you like and maybe finding someone who you really want to invest time into and you're starting to really commit to things now. I think this is a good movie to watch. Um, And then also it's the dynamic between you and your parents. I think that's an important thing to note too because you're not like, at least with my parents, I am now, uh, I would say I'm now friends with my parents. Um, I wasn't when I was living with them and I, and when I wasn't self-sufficient and independent as I am now, I was not friends with them. I would, I would adamantly tell people like if I met my mom and dad at a bar, I wouldn't buy them a drink. (laughs) Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to hang out with them. I love them, but I wouldn't see them as like my cohorts. And now as I've, as as I'm an adult and I, I see the way that I function on my own and my, quirks and my yada 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 and how I am I'm I'm more open to connecting with my parents and and viewing them as um equals rather than superiors yes I still treat them like my parents because they're my parents but I I I now talk to them on an eye-to-eye level and I think this movie also maybe touches on that and sometimes with the difficulties of having parents who treat you like like you're still the dependent human that you were rather than the independent human that you are now. I think that's a big struggle also with Thanksgivings is coming back to a Thanksgiving dinner and feeling like you're being reverted into your old self. That happens all the time when I see friends from high school. I turn back into the person that they knew in high school. I'm not who I am now. I'm, I'm this weird kid who's... I, I don't even know how to describe high school Patrick other than just like annoying as fuck. (laughs) 
And yeah, I'm still annoying now, but just less so. <laughs> but like, I think when you when you have parents who treat you like a dependent, when you are not, when you return back home, um, I think that just can cause a lot of problems. And it's even weirder now, because I think a lot of people are, are living with their parents at this moment. And that's a totally fine thing. I did it. I, I had to move back in with my parents after I moved back from L.A. Ooh, you played top five bingo. Patrick mentions L.A. You can check that box off. <laughs> yeah, I had to move back in with my parents after I moved back. It, I think everyone has to do it at some point. If you haven't this far, fucking A, great, good for you. But, like, it's okay if it happens at any point in your life. I have a friend of mine who's 30 who just moved back in with their parents. I mean, that's, that's totally fine. That's, that's just life. And if you have someone who loves you and who, who you can depend on, that's wonderful. But make sure you just communicate to your parents that as you age, um, your independence needs to be recognized. Wow. Wow. That was number two. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Get on with it. So, Hannah and Her Sisters is a movie to watch with your partner. Krisha was a movie to watch alone. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was a movie to watch with your parents. Paul Blart Mall Cop was a movie to watch with your kids. Hannah and Her Sisters is a movie to watch with your partner. And the last movie, my number one, which is my favorite Thanksgiving movie, which I know some of you will argue is not a Thanksgiving movie, because Santa Claus is literally in the fucking movie. I don't care. I call it a Thanksgiving movie. That's Miracle on 34th Street. That is my favorite Thanksgiving slash Christmas movie of all time. And the reason it is... Well, the reason why I call it a Thanksgiving movie is because it starts... Um, with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The movie starts out with the big parade. Um, and, and, and my family just always watches it on Thanksgiving Day. It's just a little bit of a tradition. And I think it is, honest to God, one of the funniest movies of all time. And one of the smartest movies of all time. If you guys don't know where it is... Miracle on 34th Street is like a 1947 black and white movie. Don't watch the colored version. Watch the black and white version. Um, and it's essentially Santa Claus is... Well, he's like... How, how am I going to explain this? Santa Claus is living on Earth. He's on Earth. He's in New York City. <laughs> bada boom, bada bing, baby. He's in New York. And he gets picked to be the Santa in the Macy's Day Parade. Because the Santa they had got super drunk and they had to find someone last minute to take a spot. So the real Santa takes over and and everyone's like, wow, this guy who you hired to be Santa for the Macy's Day Parade is so fucking good. Let's have him do all of our um, Macy's Day Santa stuff. Let's have the kids sit on his lap. Let's have him do public appearances. This is the best, this is the best Santa Claus I've ever seen. And he's like, well, yeah, but, like, that's because I am Santa Claus. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? You're No, you're not. And he's like, yeah, I'm Santa Claus. Like, that's why I'm so good. I'm fucking Santa Claus. 
And in the whole movie is around Santa Claus. He gets taken in by Maureen O'Hara, who's like, I think the the PR director of Macy's, or she works in the creative department or something with advertising. But she like she strongly doesn't believe in Santa Claus. And doesn't believe in teaching her children about stupid fairy tales like the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus. So she has this guy who claims he's Santa Claus stay with her and her young daughter um, during all the Macy's stuff. And the young daughter doesn't believe in Santa Claus. And he's like, well, I'm going to make you believe. And that's where the heart of the movie comes from, is him connecting with this girl. But then it becomes a courtroom drama. And they sue Santa Claus. They sue him. Because they're like, you're not Santa Claus. And he's like, I am Santa Claus. Let's go to court over it. Oh my god, it's such a fucking good movie. I love this movie. Uh, Like, I I don't... I also think that this is the best Santa Claus of all time. Like, I I think... Edmund Gwen as, as Chris Kringle, as he calls himself, Santa Claus, is, I think, the best on-screen Santa Claus of all time. Yeah, I love Tim Allen. Who doesn't? But man, this one really captures it. And this is how I always pictured Santa Claus, was this guy. Just the sweetest, gentlest, honest. Like, it's it's just like a, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I remember the start of it. And it's strange because sometimes when you're watching it on TV, when you're watching the movie on TV... Or when you buy it on DVD now, we have like an old VHS copy of it. So like we've we've got the old version. And on the VHS copy, before the movie starts, there's like a weird 10-minute intro where they're playing the movie itself. They're like breaking the fourth wall. They're playing the movie itself for um, a bunch of producers and industry people in LA to get their reaction on the movie. And the movie starts with the movie ending and these producers watching the movie and being like, well, see here, that's a great film you just saw there. Oh my goodness. Look at that picture. Wow. 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 Look at that. What a flick we got there. And that's how the movie starts. And there's no, it doesn't come back. It makes no sense. But I was like, holy shit, you can do that. You can break the fourth wall and watch someone watch the movie you're about to watch. And it's like five minutes of them just being like, oh, I liked that. I didn't like that. I didn't understand that. And it's like an, it's, it's the strangest thing, but I, I loved it. And this is one of the movies that really got me on watching movies. I don't know. I don't know. This and like, if we're top, like, oh, I don't want to talk about Chris's movies yet. Because I don't want to spoil my, my picks. I won't talk about Chris's movies yet. But I I do love this as a Thanksgiving and a Christmas movie. Miracle on 34th Street. I think it's a real gem. I'm going to call it a Thanksgiving movie. And this is a movie that you watch with your grandparents. Look at fucking that. I have hit all the fucking boxes. You have a movie for yourself, a movie for your parents, a movie for your kids, a movie for your partner, and a movie for your grandparents. Wow. I did not plan that. Look how well that worked out. Jeez. Well, I mean, that's my list. Those are my top five Thanksgiving movies. I want to thank you guys again for sending in your list. I always love, I always love when you guys send in your list. It means a whole lot to me to see you guys interacting with the show. Um, Again, I'm taking next week off um, just to spend some time with some family and actually take the vacation. I have like two or three days off work. Um, But I'm just going to 
I don't know, sleep. I'm going to try to finish Queen's Gambit, which I fucking love. And I really thought I wouldn't. I don't know why I thought I wouldn't. I I really don't know why I thought I wouldn't. I don't know. I like I went into it, I, I like I went into it being like this is going to be so stupid. It's going to be like I I think I honestly thought it was going to be like a like a shove it down your throat like feminist TV show about how women can do anything, which is true, but it's shitty when you watch a show that is more about like it's more about shoving that point down your throat than actually making a good show. Like it's more about showing you, look, look at, look at this empowerment rather than creating a good character, a good, strong, smart, independent, flawed character. And I'm, 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 I'm like halfway through Queen's Gambit and I, I love, I love the main character. I love the show. I love her. I, I can't believe it's Elizabeth. It's Beth. Beth something. And I'm I'm truly in love with that show. And it reminds me a lot of The Crown. If you I mean not in a whole lot of ways, but in a couple ways, I feel like if you like The Crown, you're gonna like Queen's Gambit and vice versa. It's about chess, which I know you're already like you. And this is how I was. I was like, why well, do I want to? I don't want to watch a show about chess. But it's. I mean, yeah, it's more than that, obviously, because you can't just make a show about watch people watching seven episodes of people play chess. There's more than that, of course, but it's it's a crazy good show, and and it's I think the reason why I was hesitant to it was because it's strange that it's a TV show. Like, if you take a look at the premise of, um, if you take a look at the premise of this show of Queen's Gambit, it's it's strange to see it as a TV show. Talk about like, I mean, talk about five years ago, maybe 10 years ago, this would not be a TV show. This is a movie. This is an independent movie about a girl who plays chess. And, and that's the movie. It's not, it's not a seven part Netflix series, which is so strange that like, like it, like it feels like a movie that Joe Wright would direct. And Joe Wright is the guy who did like Pride and Prejudice, Atonement, other all of these like really English dramas, these slow burns. I I I, I saw I was watching this mo- show and I'm like this should be a movie, but I love that it's a show and it would have been a movie. I mean, if not for the streaming boom, uh, Queen's Gambit would 100 percent be a movie. In fact, it wouldn't. I mean, if if it was made, it would have been a movie. I mean, the fact of the matter is that a movie like this, a, a, a plot like this, five years ago, ten years ago, wouldn't even be made into a movie. Like, no, five years ago, ten years ago, no one's going to watch a movie about a woman playing chess. That's just not going to happen. And it's, it's so great now that we can turn a plot like that, a script like that, a character like that, into a seven-part Netflix series and have people actually, like, clambering to watch it. Like, that's so... I'm 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 partially bummed because I wish it was a movie. I just like movies better as a form of of content that I can intake. I shows are a bit much for me. I like watching movies more, but I'm glad that this exists. I'm glad that it's a show that we can watch, and I've really enjoyed all of it. I'm excited to finish it. Um, I guess that's my TV show bit right there. Um, yeah, I'm excited to take some time off. I hope all of you have a really wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you say hi to your families for me. 
Say hi to your mother for me. Say hi to your father. Say hi to your sister. Wink. Say hi to your brother. You know what I mean. Say hi to everyone down there. Tell them I say hi. Tell them Patty says hi. How you doing? How's your mother? Have you seen that SNL skit with Andy Samberg being Mark Wahlberg? Hey. Hey. Say hi to your mother for me. Okay. Bye-bye now. (laughs) Yeah. Have a good Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, I wish you all the best. Have a good day. Eat a lot. Be COVID safe, please, and thank you. I want to get back to the gym as soon as possible. But to do so, we have to be smart. And we have to make sacrifices. Have dinner with your immediate family. No more. Or just the people you're living with. Um, Get tested if you can. I just got tested. Um, Be safe. Be smart. I love you all dearly. And have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Bye, everyone. Thank you.